Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. The separation of man from God was, was why death came. When Adam was with God, when he was one with God, there was no death until there was separation. So if Satan wants to kill you, what he does is that he separates you from God. But the great thing is that we Christians today Satan cannot separate us from God. That, that is the amazing thing. But he can try to separate you in your mind. You see. So, so you, the, it gets to a point in your life where you think, hey, you know, I don't feel, it's like God is not on my side any longer. You know, why are things happening? You know, I don't feel God. I'm not worthy any longer. Oh Lord, you know. And so it, we see it in, your, in the language of the, of the people. Because there is something going on in their mind. Satan is trying to let them know that they are no longer closer to God or one with God, which is not true. Now remember, when I was teaching you on the soul, spirit, and body, in one of the messages, we agreed that Satan is not able to touch your spirit where the oneness takes place. You are one with God in your spirit. For the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Do you remember? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. The previous verse before that, now the previous verse before this, he talked about the flesh. Look at it. He said, what? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is what? one body. For two saith he, shall he be one flesh. TPT. He said, aren't you aware of the fact that when anyone sleeps with a prostitute, he becomes a part of her. And she becomes a part of him. For it has been declared that two become a single body. Can you see that? You know, when it gets here, I don't push it too much because you must then look into the word prostitute. There is one you know, which is somebody's career that allows you to sleep with her or him, because now we have hymns, for money, isn't it? But in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, I think for verse 6 or so, 
God also called Esau a prostitute. Why? Because he sold his birthright. I'm going to be funny. So a prostitute is somebody you sleep with to give money to. But today people, you know, a lot of people who, who are not declared prostitutes do the same thing. So they are not, they have not declared prostitutes, but they are prostituting. Do you get it? They, they are not, they are not, they have not declared themselves as prostitutes or they have a nice name for it now. No. Hookup. Hookup. In, in UK, in the US, is escort. But there are some people that, you know, that still sleep with people today for money. So the act is the same. Now, the Bible says here that lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Whoosh. Show me any, any translation. Be careful that no one among you live in immorality, becoming careless about God's blessings. Like Esau was traded, Esau who traded away his right as the firstborn for a simple meal. Can you see this? Another translation. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. This is what is called the Esau syndrome. So if you cast your mind around, you will know a lot of Esau syndromes. I, go back to Esau syndrome. I want to read it again. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. And then he defined it. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term word, appetite. The Bible calls it what? Esau syndrome. I won't explain. You can tell. Another translation. That no one may become guilty of what? Sexual vice. Or become a profane, godless and sacrilegious person as Esau did. Who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Now, I intentionally made us read all the translations for you to know that it's talking about the same thing. Then I'm wondering why God will call Esau a profane man, a prostitute, a fornicator. Sexual vice for selling his birthright. But then I explained to you that Esau was the one that brought the division, which God didn't plan for it to be so. Now, on Esau was the three blessings kingship, priesthood, and, uh, and what? And double portion. But when he sold his birthright, it was transferred onto Jacob. And then Jacob, when he was blessing his children, he began to release them. Reuben, the firstborn, was supposed to have received the kingship. But he messed up by sleeping with Jacob's wife. So it moved from him to Judah. Can you see this? 
So, the tribe of Judah was made of kings. The priesthood went to Levi. And the double portion went to Joseph. Can you see this? But when it came to us, there has been a restoration. There, there is no more division. You see, he said that, and he has made us king priest. For ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, meaning royal priests, king priests. And we have the double portion. It is called the stead of Christ. Today we stand in the stead of Christ for the double portion. Do you understand? I can explain again. Should I do it again? Now, Jack Esau, you see, the reason why God was not happy with Esau was because he intended these three blessings to be on one man for him to run and exhibit God in these three dimensions. But just for small appetite, fleshy appetite, hunger, he decided to trade his spiritual birthright. The birthright means the bona fide right of his kingship, priesthood, and the double portion. He he sold it. He exchanged it for, the Bible says, a single meal. Something that was short. So there was a spiritual transfer from Esau onto Jacob. Now, when the thing landed onto Jacob, so you see, if anybody says that Jacob was a swindler, it is not true. His name, yes, is the swindler. That is why God had to change it at the end of time and call him Israel. Because really, he was not the swindler. The one that was the swindler was, the, was, was Esau. Because he sold his birthright and he wanted it again. Look at it. The Bible says that, that no one may become guilty of sexual vice or become a profane, godless, and sacrilegious person as Esau did. Who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Uh -huh. For you understand that later on, when he wanted to regain title to, for his inheritance of the blessing, he was what? Rejected, disqualified, and set aside. For he could find no opportunity to repair by repentance what he had done. No chance to recall the choice he had made. Although he sought for it carefully with what? Bitter tears. So after selling his birthright, he wept. He did everything that he may retain or he may get back. He, he thought he was tricking. In the spirit, you don't trick things. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. The Bible says that, you know, just for sexual sin, you can put God aside. Just for hunger, you can, you can, you can misbehave. You can, you can put spiritual things aside. You can put the knowledge, the spiritual things aside just because of some small appetite. And there are a lot of us that are dating, taking money for sex. What do you call that? The same thing. So stop accusing that young lady standing by the corner there and thinking yours is right. 
Because you are sleeping with your boyfriend and after Santo, you are demanding for money. And if he won't give you, say, eh, when I come to your house, hey, baby, baba. So you are, you are, you are demanding money. No, because then, then you will think that when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, then it doesn't apply to some people. Because he said, if you sleep with a prostitute, then you have become one with him in, sp- uh, in the flesh, in the body. Then you might think I'm not part. Which means if, if the, your lady is not a prostitute, then you, ca- you can go on and do it. No. That's what it means. Okay. So where was I? Okay, so I'll tell you about the three blessings. So Esau had it. Oh God. So you see, Esau was like a type of the church. Who had the three blessings? But because of something small. No, but I'm wondering why would he even mention his birthright as something he wants to change? It means the devil was behind the scenes somewhere. Because the devil always wants you to lose something that is much valuable to you. That's his nature. So he caused Esau to sell. And the blessing came upon Jacob. And his father blessed him with those blessings. Now when he also gave birth, he gave birth to 12 children, 12 boys. Okay? Now, when he was about to die, he decided to now bless them. Transfer their blessings upon them. To divide it upon the 12. But Reuben, who is the firstborn who was supposed to receive the kingship or the rulership, could not receive it. Why? Because he slept with his father's wife. So his, you see, Satan has a way. Something big is coming to you. He will cause you to do something wrong. He will cause you to do something wrong, so you miss it. So Reuben lost it. And his father transferred that onto Judah. So now kingship started coming from Judah. Jesus came from Judah. That is why Jesus couldn't have been a king, a a priest. Then he transferred the blessing onto Levi, the priesthood. So when it was time, God called Levites, the priest from the tribe of Levi. You remember, ran from Babylon. You remember the priests who could not find their identity. They had to check the identity to find out if they were really coming from the Levite tribe. You can't become a king from anywhere. So Jesus Christ, the king of kings, when he was on the earth, he could not have become a priest. There was no way he could have become a priest. So he didn't even venture in that line. Because he was from Judah. That's where David came from. So kingship came from Judah. Then priesthood came from Levi. Then the double portion, I explained the double portion to you. Now the double portion came from, it went to uh, Joseph. And I'm telling you that these blessings that were splitted because of Esau's foolishness, when Jesus came, he had come to restore that three-in-one blessing upon the church. So in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says that for he has made us king priest. So you are a king and you are at the same time a priest. Can you see that? Show us some translation. Show us um, CPT or... He said, who, ha- who made us kingdom priest for his father? 
forever. And yes, he's on his way. TPT. And to the one who has appointed us a kingdom of priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion throughout the eternity of eternities. Amplified. And formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priests to his God and Father. Charlie, you are from a, a royal race. To him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion throughout the ages forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So you see, this is the same thing Peter said in um, 1 Peter 2.9. He said that now ye are a chosen generation. Then he said a royal priesthood. In other words, kings who are what? Priests. Show Amplified. Or TPT, TPT, TPT. But ye, but you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are what kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast. <laughs> you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So you are a priest who is a king. And I'm saying that you are a priest who is a king. So there's been a restoration. So you ask, what is the last one? The double portion. The double portion means that the inheritance of the father, when he is going, he divides the inheritance. So like if you have five children, he will divide the inheritance into six. And he will give two to the firstborn. Okay. Now, the Bible says that for we are joint heir with Christ. Is that correct? What it means is that Jesus has given us his name. The Bible says, and as many as received and believed. In fact, believed and received him. The Bible says, to them he gave the authority to become sons. And today, we, by his name, we represent him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible says that we are representatives here on earth. So, in his stead, we call it his stead. That is why when you say, Satan, you know, is messing up. You say, in the name of Jesus, we are using the double portion. Which means, if Jesus was here, he would have, if he had said, Satan, get out, Satan was going to rush. So, just as Satan will run away, that is the same way he will run away when I say, get out in the name of Jesus. So we have received the double portions in the name of Jesus and he has met us in Christ. Oh, isn't this amazing? So don't be, don't don't, don't, uh, don't copy the Esau syndrome. Tell your neighbor, don't, don't, don't. When you go, go and, go and explain to people Esau syndrome. So the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And I'm saying that your oneness with Christ, with God or with Christ is in your spirit. But your soul and your body are not. So, Satan cannot separate your spirit from God. But he can deal with your body. Satan can touch your body, he can touch your soul. 
Because in your soul, he makes you feel like you are, you, are, you are incomplete. In your soul, he makes you feel like you are separated from God. That is his trick. Are you with me? Go back to the Genesis chapter 3. Let's re remind ourselves a little and then we'll continue. Verse 10. Okay. Now look at it. Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Then I explained to you that in the whole chapter 2, when God formed clay from the dust and breathed into him, you see, the biggest fear that Satan throws to Christian is not a ghost standing somewhere and doing this. That is not the biggest fear. Because there are some people who are not Christians. They will not be moved by that. You know, there is this... Um, so you don't need to be born again to not to fear that. That's what I want to say. So certain strategy of fear is not the one somebody is, you know, chancing on you and scaring you. That is not what they want. I'll show you exactly what it does. So we see everything from here. So in chapter 2, after God had created man, Adam was not afraid of God. Because God spoke to him. God gave him all the animals and said, name all the animals. And God left Adam. And the Bible says that and Adam named all the animals. And when God came to see, he said, it is right. God was coming into the garden. Now, this is how I know that Adam was receiving visitations from God a lot. Because when you read, he says, and I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. Show me Amplified. And he said, I heard thy voice, the voice, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. But the Bible also makes us understand that the Bible says in the cool of the day, God comes into the garden to speak with Adam. God likes relationship. He likes one. He wants to talk to man. So this is not the first time God came to the garden. Now let me show you something here. He said, I heard the sound of you. Meaning he was used to that sound. So when he heard the sound, he knew that it was God that has come into the garden. So what? Let me run away. If he didn't know he was God, he would have wanted to maybe go find out. But as he heard the voice of God walking in the garden, and you know who the voice of God is? Jesus, right? In the garden, I was afraid. Now fear. This is the first time fear was mentioned in the Bible. And fear came when man separated himself from God. Who caused it? The devil. And that devil hasn't changed today. He's the same devil that is separating marriages, separating relationships, separating parents and you know, all kinds of... When there is oneness, he doesn't like it. When anything one... If you are all here and we are one people, he will try to separate and when, if we are matured and we begin to see separation in the church, in the house of God, you don't allow it. You just know, it's not you that is separate to know. The devil is using you. The devil is the one using you. How much is he going to pay you? How much is he going to pay you? 
that he's using you to talk about this person, talk about that person, talk about this person. How much will you gain? It means Satan is not far from you. And if he's not far from you, remember, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Where there is, there is, there is oneness. God loves oneness. That is why when he gave birth to us, he has added us unto his Godhead. The Bible says, for we have become partakers of the divine nature. Why is it that Alex has been good to me? He has been good to me for, long, for a long time. Then all of a sudden, I just hate him. Because I said he has done something. He has stepped on my toe. And so I just hate him. And I forget about all the good things that he did for me. Satan is just in the corner. Listen, this is called the first mention. The, first, the law of first mention means that if this is what it is, this is how it is throughout. Was it not the same person that separated Judas from them? Was it not the same person that was about separating Peter from, from them? Was it not? Was it not the same person that separated Barnabas from Paul? So whenever you see division, start praying. You build the devil. You deal with the devil. Because you see, if you pump it, the separation will happen. You will do what you are not supposed to. You realize that you now walk in the realms of the flesh. The Bible calls it the works of the flesh. You start gossiping. Unless you don't see another person, you start gossiping about him. About her. You, know, you are looking for members to join your club. Your club of gossip. You are doing well. But you are being used. Without being paid. <laughs> if the devil has used you. When we close. Call him and say. Hey. You must pay me. For using me as a gossip. <laughs> or an agent of division. Paul says that. Are you that canal? Why is there among you division? Strife. Envy. Why? Say, are you, are, you, are you like mere men? We are not mere men. We must love each other. Wherever. You will, you will take money. See a partner and say, I love you. Of every woman in the world, you. Of every man in the world, you. Then you live, have children. What What happened? Why is it that today you said I am I, I don't love you any longer? Why? Why can I lift my hand and want to slap you? Why do I want to hit you? I see you and I'm angry. But I see another fellow and I'm excited. The devil is just in the corner. This is his job. So, in chapter 3, verse 1, when he was saying, has God said, thou shalt not eat of the fruit? I told myself, when I see divisions, sometimes, I, some, some time ago, I was quick to get into and find out, when you enter into the matter, you have entered into the flesh. Because it is being handled in the flesh. The Holy Spirit said to me, he said, that is, not, is, that is unwise. You step aside. And pray because whatever is happening is not normal. So you deal with it. Because whoever the devil is using is not seeing there's something behind. 
So you do go behind the scenes and tackle it from there and settle the matter. Now, there's one thing I know the devil has never won before. Once I pray about it, that matter will be settled. Because sometimes you want to get into the matter, by the time you are done, you have taken sides. And your heart is beating. Flesh. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you want peace? So when you hear people are fighting, whatever, don't be quick. Like in Isaiah chapter 11, he said, Jesus didn't talk too much. See, he hears a lot. He didn't talk too much. Anyway, that's not what I'm saying. So, Satan tried. Look at it. Now the serpent, look, look, look at the serpents that they were dealing with. He was more subtle and crafty, crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, this is the beginning of separation. He's questioning you about the word. He's questioning you about what God has said. This is his strategy. The devil has no more strategies by questioning you about God. You shall not eat from every tree of the garden. The woman was not smart. It means Satan had some information. Then, what did, what did, the, the, what did Satan and the woman do? The woman responded. She don't respond. Jesus said, here cometh the devil, but he had no claim over me. He had no dominion over me. He has no part of me. Because when you respond to the devil... You are like, that's how it is in the spirit. It's like the Holy Ghost. When you listen to the Holy Ghost instruction, he will reward you with more instructions. The same way, when you speak to the devil, you, you honor the devil's, you know, voice. He will honor you with more instructions. So stop him. That is why you must allow the word of God to richly dwell in you. So that you can tell this is the voice of the devil. And what do you do? You stop it immediately. You stop it. You don't stop it, you will continue. The, devil, the woman didn't stop it. He said, and the woman said unto, serpent, unto the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden. Uh-huh. Except the fruit from the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, God has said, you should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Uh-huh. But the serpent, look, he's rewarding the devil, the woman with more <laughs> communication. In, in Luke chapter, Matthew chapter 6, when the devil came, don't go, when the devil came to do the same thing to Jesus, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. The Bible says, and the devil fled. You are called to resist him, not to communicate with him. You have no business with the devil. But you see, you cannot identify the devil's voice because sometimes the Bible says that he behaves like the angel of light. But when you know God's word in your spirit, you can be able to tell. You can tell which is the devil's voice and which is not. So the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. It's a lie. For God, look, now, he's now painting God black in the, face, in the eyes of the woman. 
For God knows that in the day that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessings and calamity. But if I remember Genesis 1:26, God says, Let us create man in our own image. And he said, And the image of God created him. So which image did he create them again? Which God does he want them to be again? You think the devil will come to you with wild words? No, no, no. He will use your ignorance against you. <laughs> your ignorance against you. Hallelujah. So in verse 10, he said, I heard your voice walking and I was afraid. I was afraid. There has been separation. Now the God that he was with now, he is afraid. And he said, because I was naked. But Adam has been naked all through. <laughs> the only difference is that he was covered with, because he was with God, he was covered with God's glory. So when the separation came, the glory was taken. Oh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But thank be to God. He said, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the glory has been restored unto us. So today, the glory that Adam lost, you have that glory. And you, have, you even have a better one. He said, because I was naked and I hid myself. Why? Shame. Where there is no sin, there is no shame. I'll say that again. Where there is no sin, there is no shame. Adam was not hiding from God all through. Why now? Because he is naked. What caused the nakedness? Because there was separation. What caused the separation? Because he sinned against God. That's why I told you, sin is what steals you. Sin comes to steal. Then he will hand you over to death then death will hand you over to hell. That's what we learned on Sunday. That Jesus said, the devil cometh not, but to what? To kill sin. For the Bible said, the wages of sin is, so sin comes to you. That's what Satan used. Sin. What is sin? Breaking the law. Satan will cause you to break the law. You break the law, uh huh? That is it. Then, according to the law, you must die. So, sin hands you over to death. And death will hand you over. Listen, now, to the believer today, you don't die spiritually again because you, you, you now have the eternal life of God in your spirit. But, it, death affects your physical living. <laughs> it affects your business. It affects your finances. It affects a whole lot of things. Especially the sin of fornication. You can never have financial prosperity when you indulge a lot in, fornic in fornic fornication. It won't. That's another topic. So the best thing you must do is that Satan will cause you to now do that sexual sin more. For more money. But you realize that that money doesn't sit proper. 
You get it? When you stop it, it won't flow. The devil, the Bible says he's wise. Crafty. So you are not dealing with the devil who is a fool. Once the people say Satan is a fool, it's a lie. They don't know him according to scriptures. He knows exactly what to do. Look at Jesus. Look at how they asked him funny questions. The Bible says, and they tricked him. So that what? They will kill him. Because when they trick him, he will say something that is against the law, sin. Then they will kill him. Because they don't have anything to stand on. The devil cannot touch any believer except the believer, the believer has touched sin. So you know what God said? He said, touch not an unclean thing that I may receive you. You can't be touching unclean thing and say, God, God, God. Because you touch an unclean thing, you, are, you give Satan the access to your body and your soul. Yes, that is it. Your spirit is okay. But your soul and body can be touched by the devil. Okay, look at it. He said, the thief cometh not. Which means that he comes with a purpose. He cometh not. But for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he said, I am come. That, ye, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Can I see this in TPT? I've never looked at it. Look at it. The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to slaughter, destroy. <laughs> then he said, But I have come to give you everything in an abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness unto you overflow. Why would I want to now give heed to the devil? When Jesus has come to me, give me more than I expect. Somebody saying, I listen to Jesus. Yeah. The more you listen to Jesus, the more you receive overflow. Abundance of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you with me? Yes, All right, so let's continue on before today to I tell you I won't finish. <laughs> so what is Satan's strategy? I, I gave you a hint on Sunday. The reason why Satan wants you to sin is because he wants to introduce sickness and diseases into your body. Now believe me, believe me. The day you become born again, you receive... Listen, if you're a Christian, I keep telling you, and you keep getting sick and sick and sick and sick, there's something wrong. It's not normal for us. We are not like the people of the world. We are, we are a different species. Please note that. We are a different species. And we have God's eternal life in our spirit. And we have the fountain of life in our spirit that pumps life into our mortal bodies every day, every second, every microsecond. So that as you are sitting down, there is life being produced in your body, which includes healing. So there is already, it's like, it's like you know, um, what do you call it? The medicine you take before a sickness comes, it's called what? The va like vaccine. Uh, that's what I know. Prophylysis, yeah. I've not gotten there yet. But um, you said it's what, Paul? Vaccines. So you take vaccines against some kind of diseases that might come later. Oh, Jesus. 
and if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead if that same spirit dwells in your body that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall revitalize your mortal body you already have an eternal vaccine in your body against all kinds of sicknesses and diseases you have it say I have it so the Christian is not supposed to be sick you see he said but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken make alive your mortal body by the by his spirit that dwelleth in you by his spirit that dwell, his spirit is dwells in you which means that he is quickening he's making your body alive so sicknesses see the unbelievers must see us and let it be an attraction to them they've watched you for five years for ten years you've never complained of headache then you must tell them because the spirit that raised Jesus dwells in me then they will ask you, how can I get that spirit and receive Jesus? <laughs> when you receive Jesus, you receive that same spirit. Can you see that? But today you are sick. Tomorrow you are sick. Tomorrow you are head. Tomorrow, Just like now, we have started healing cuts. One day you are home, you are in the kitchen, your friends come around and, you, and, and something cuts you. Then, then they be like, oh sorry. He said, no, no, don't pity me. He said, hey, Heal now. In the name of Jesus. Then they're like, oh, you know, use that. Say, say I have, what's your friend is saying? Vaccine. Say, I already have vaccine in the name of Jesus. Look, as they are watching right now, as they are watching, they realize that the thing is healing. Then they'll be like, wow. Wow. This is magic. Say, no, 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 not magic. Say, this is our lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Now listen. So how does the Christian now get sick? Two things, two ways. One, he is ignorant of what has been done. He appreciates what his eye sees and what his ears hear. You know about doctors, you know about medicine. You know when you have a cut, you must go to the hospital. They will do first aid. They will, they will use whatever to clean and then they will use gauze and put something and then after a few days he will heal this is what you have heard over and over and over it's not bad but it takes too long a time so it's a choice which one do you want I want now the bible says there was a woman who had been flowing profusely blood for 12 good years the bible says and the physicians could not help her the Bible says that, and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She believed that he might, if I might, you know, by any means touch the hem of his garment, he said, I know I will be healed immediately. The Bible says that, and virtue came out of Christ and entered there. And Jesus said, who touched me? And he said, ha, I am the one. Jesus said, thy faith had made, has made you whole. And the Bible says, and immediately the blood ceased. There is a healing called immediately. There's no medical doctor that will heal you instantly. I haven't seen one. Maybe not yet. Which surgery? Would they cut you? Medical people, then one, after they are done, everything is fine and you work and go home. You go and give birth, they cut you, cesarean. You don't go home that day. 
And you don't go home really smiling properly. Because there is pain somewhere. Can you see that? Say the spirit of God is in me. All right. So one is ignorance. He uses your ignorance against you. And then two, he deceives you into touching sin. When you touch sin, your mind is filled with sin or the flesh. And the Bible says that to be carnally minded or fleshy minded is death. So once you become fleshy minded, you introduce death into your, into your way. Now this death is not able to touch your spirit, but it's able to touch your soul and your body. And I, on Sunday, I use mosquito as an example. The reason why when you see a little mosquito in your room, immediately, Satan causes this fear of, if this animal bites me, I'm going to get malaria. Is that correct? But chances are that it might bite you and you won't get. Because it might not carry the plasmodium parasite. But already there is, a, there is fear. Forget about the mosquito. The mosquito is not a problem. It is the fear behind that little mosquito. And remember, fear comes from the devil. Why? God says that, for I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And the Bible says that, for fear has torment. And we know where torment takes place. Torment takes place in hell. That's where fear comes from. Anytime fear comes, any kind of fear, whether mosquito fear. Some people are afraid of heights. Some people are afraid of water. Some are afraid of food. Or there's nobody like that. Like they see food and like, oh, I won't eat, I won't eat. Or not this part of our country. <laughs> Hallelujah. Any kind of fear that comes your way, please note that an arrow has been shot from hell. The intent is to bring torment to you. That's all. I told you, Pastor Chris went to somewhere in Europe. I think one of his first times in, in, in Europe, one of the European countries. Very cold. You know, like some three degrees, four degrees. And, you know, he was so cold. And everybody was like, you know. So he came out and he said, no, but I'm not supposed to be like this. Sometimes it's not too no, no. It's, it's what you know. Then he said to himself, no, the cold cannot have dominion over me because of the greater one that lives in me. Then he said, in the name of Jesus, cold has no dominion over me. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, cold has no dominion over me. He said, now all of a sudden, warmth started feeling him. Now, he, he won't do this any longer. Like normal. Normal. I've tried it and it works. Whatever you allow to have dominion over you becomes your boss. Becomes your boss. Can you see that? Okay. So Satan allows these things to come in. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Knight at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. 
Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-LJedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name, victory.